Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. Verse number two, coal, other coal. <laughs> For attaining wisdom and discipline, for understanding words and insight. Alright, so we got to understand, what is the purpose of Proverbs here? To teach people wisdom and discipline. Discipline and wisdom. Why is it important to understand discipline and wisdom? What does that ultimately tell you? You're going to be learning. Now, here's something that's very interesting. When is the best time to learn and go through discipline? In uncomfortable situations. Uncomfortable situations. Let's also look at it like this. Tell me the average age you see in this room. 16. We'll say 16. Hey, guess what? If you take into the wisdom and the understanding at this age, at this time period, you then have the rest of your life to do what? Practice it. You following with me? Now, this is great for your grandpa to, to read, your grandma Proverbs, maybe read one chapter every morning kind of deal. But guess what? For them to be able to practice it, the time frame has gotten shorter. You following with me? So to understand wisdom, to use wisdom, it's also very time sensitive. What good is wisdom if you no longer have choices and actions to perform? You following with me? So here, it's very interesting. When you accept wisdom at a young age, what are you ultimately saying? God's ways are more important than my ways. Because what does the world tell a young person these days? Go have fun. Go have fun. Chase your dreams. What else? What else have y'all been told? You got the rest of your life. You got the rest of your life. So the reason I believe Proverbs is very important for young generations is because you got the rest of your life to practice it. To show it. Verse number three, um, Zoe. For acquiring a disciplined and prudent life, doing what is right and just and fair. Uh, verse number four also. For giving prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the young. Wow, is that not cool? Proverbs chapter one, who does it mention there? The young. The young. Is this not cool? You are not forgotten by Almighty God. Proverbs here says it is written for you to have understanding and wisdom to what people? To who? The young. Are everyone in here pretty young? We'd say so. All right, so we are identified. We are one of the main recipients of this book. Verse number five. What is wisdom? Let's see, Jack. You got verse number five? Let the wise listen and add to their learning, and let the discerning get guidance. Verse number six also. For understanding proverbs and parables, the sayings and riddles of the wise. All right, what does it say a wise man will do? Listen. Listen. A wise person will listen. All right, so we're going to try our best to break down in the best way possible. If we were to start with something here, what would be step one if you want to be wise? You have to listen. Because wisdom is ultimately saying, my ways are not as important to your ways. So you can't do that if you're not actively listening to what God has for your life. How does that look? What does that mean? Hey, are you reading scripture? Are you praying to God? How can you exercise wisdom if you're not reading Scripture, if you're not praying to God, if you're not actively involved in growing that relationship? You following with me? It's, it's very key. What are we putting in? What are we putting in? Verse number seven, I like this too. So step one, listen. Listen to what? Why would you have to listen? We're going to break this down the best way that we can. Um, Ava, what you got for verse number seven? Here we go. Fear the Lord at the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Whoa. What does that say there? Do you think you could put that verse above 
Your bed? Yeah, it's really good. What does it say? Don't be foolish. And how are you going to be foolish? Avoid um, discipline. Avoid discipline. What does it say at the very beginning? Did y'all not notice that? Fear of the Lord. Lord. What does that mean? Respect. Respect. It's not a fear like a a ghoul or a ghost. My man coming to get you. Exactly. So fear of the Lord. Fear of the Lord. Respect and honor. Basically saying what? God, you are sovereign. You're number one. You following with me? So the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But what does it matter if we don't listen? I liked how y'all said step one was listen, right? A lot of times when people start Proverbs, they actually start with verse number seven. Well, the fear of the Lord, that's the beginning. It doesn't matter. I could sit here and tell you to fear God, and that's the start of wisdom over and over and over until I'm blue in the face. But until you listen, until you apply it in your daily life, will it even matter? You follow with me? So I liked how y'all said that. Verse number eight, here we go. Um, Sandy. My son, hear the instruction of your father, and do not forsake the law of your mother. Wow, what does that say? Listen to your parents. Now, this is a very difficult subject sometimes because people get frustrated with their parents. Okay? Uh, That is no... Man, it's not like a curveball these days for you to talk to youth and they have some sort of conflict with their parents. Or maybe they don't understand their parents' situation. I had conflict yesterday. You had conflict yesterday. Mom made me wash the car in the middle of the winter. You had the you had to clean it too. Oh, okay. So yeah, there's there's a good point too. So Caden says what? What does Caden say? Like you just have to obey. Like you don't have to agree with it, but like obey, like what they say. Okay, this like, is very important. This is very very cool, and I think y'all are gonna really like this. You did not choose your parents, and if you believe in the sovereignty of God, if you believe in Him being the good Father, what does that tell you? He put you there for a reason. And sometimes we have the selfish viewpoint of what my parents didn't do for me or how my parents don't treat me how I expect them to treat me. In reality, you might be there to be a testimony and a witness to your parents and you squandered every opportunity you could to be disrespectful to them. When God said, I placed you there and you could have changed your parents' lives. You following with me? Hey, you will not win your parents over to the Lord if you disrespect them. Why would they want to have what you have if it means disrespect authority? You following with me? Now, is, this, is that difficult? Yes, it is. But if you really, truly care about the sovereignty of God and the circumstances you're put in, your parents are there for a reason. So it's very interesting. It says, My son, hear the instruction of the Father, forsake not the law of thy mother, for they shall be an ornament of grace unto thy head and chains about thy neck. What does that mean in verse number 9? Hey, if you do this, if you do this, it will carry with you for the rest of your life. Now here's what's interesting. What does it say? Hear the instruction of thy father, forsake not the law of thy mother. What happens when you get older? You learn those and you apply them to your life. Y'all, do y'all really see the audience who he's speaking to here? It's young people. He said young one. Hear the instruction of your father and mother. As much as Brother Lane would love to go back in time, he can't go back to those times when he was 14 years old and his parents said, hey, let's go cut the grass. And he has to remember some times where he may have been disrespectful. You following with me? Those words stick with you too. Hey, 
You see what I'm saying? Like, I wish I could grasp and tell you guys how important it is. But that time has passed, and Brother Lane even knows it. For me, it's the same thing. As much as I would love to go back and, and bite my tongue in so many different situations, it's over now. You following? So it's very important at a young age you understand this. At a young age. Verse number 10, here we go. James, on that note, I find that I remember times that I was disrespectful to my parents, but my parents had forgotten. Yeah. That's, that's a forgiveness thing. Sometimes you've got to forgive yourself. Y'all get that? This is really good. So now we're going to jump into, uh, I like this next way. It's verse number 10 through, uh, let's just say 10 through 19. I like this because it's going to be, y'all, an awesome description of all the things we have ever talked about in the Christian life. I tell you, the theme does not change. The Christian life does not change. Throughout Scripture, you'll be, see it consistently done over and over and over again. Verse number 10. Y'all are going to love this. It's going to connect so many different dots. We'll start with Bryson. We'll start with Bryson. My son, if sinners entice you, do not give in to them. Okay, step number one. My son, I'm going to give you wisdom here. I need you to listen. Fear God. Listen to your parents. And guess what? If sinners entice thee, do what? Do not give in. Do not entertain sin. I don't know how many times we have to talk about this. The deeds, do not entertain it whatsoever. You will not show the light if you are living in darkness. That friend you care about, you cannot win them over living the exact same lifestyle that they're living. Here it says, if sinners entice thee, what does that mean? To tempt. To come down. To move over here. And how important is it? What does it say? What does it say not to do? Do not consent. (laughs) Against your will. No way possible. I have God now. Why would I go that route? Verse number 11. uh, Let's keep going. Caden. They may say, come and join us. Let's hide and kill someone. Just for fun. That's ambush. Ambush the innocent. Whoa. Now, this gets so drastic, right? And because it gets so drastic, sometimes we wash it off as, well, I've never had my friend say, let's go commit a murder. But like, all sins are the same. So. Oh, thank you, Caden. But all sins are the same. And it was Jesus who said, even if a man in his heart says, I hate my brother, he has done the exact same as killing him. So here, verse number 11, do you know what that also is saying? Hey, at the lunch table, let's talk about so-and-so. You want to join in? Hey, let me tell you about how angry I get at my parents. You want to join in? You see what I'm saying here? At what point do you remove yourself from those types of sinful behaviors? Because does it matter what the conversation was at the lunch table? It actually does. And let's say six, six of the individuals at that lunch table were talking poorly, had a foul mouth, and you were sitting there with them. You following with me? Verse number 12, this is good too. Um, Allie, you want to read 12? Yes, sir. Let's swallow them alive like the grave. Let's swallow them whole like those who go down to the pit. Do you know what it's talking about there? What is that talking about? That's talking about hell. And what is he saying? Hey, don't be enticed by the sinner who wants you to get involved in their sinful actions. Because let me tell you, their destination is what? Is hell. And if you really believed in that destination, if you really believed in your friends going there, 
as the fear of the Lord, do you want that? Is that not kind of sad? But to you, it's just one conversation. To you, it's just high school. Here he says, let's swallow them up alive as the grave and whole that they go down to the pit. Verse number 13. Um, Ella, you want to read? Is that not interesting? That the sinner's motives are what? Money, temporary gain. Something you can't take down to the grave. Is that not interesting? He just said in verse number 12, let us go down unto the pit. Let's talk about hell. In 13, but let us pile up our stockpile here while we're here on earth. You remember the Egyptians? When their firstborn died? What did they do to the Israelites? To the slaves. I don't want to see it anymore. I chased after the money. I chased after the the items, the valuables. And I lost my own son. What does it profit me now? What does it profit you if you were to gain the whole world and lose your best friend? Or lose your mom? Or lose your dad? What does it matter if you're successful in your careers if everyone you love, you sent a ticket right down to hell? What does it profit Here he's saying, look how foolish. 12, we're talking about hell. 13, they're talking about stockpiling their inventory here on earth. Verse number 14. Uh, Let's go with... Is anyone back there ready? Carl? All right, verse number 13. Uh, We will get all sorts of valuable things and fill our houses with plunder. Now read verse 14. Throw in your lot with us and we will share a common purse. Whoa. The way of the wicked, the way of the sinner, is it not interesting that it says this? Cast in your what? Among us. And what does it say? We will have one what? Common verse. Sounds like socialism. Hey, the way of the sinner is common. The way of the sinner is common. And you know what's interesting? What does it say right there? Hey, if you want your destiny to be among us, join in. Join in. Is this not kind of sad, what he actually mentions there? Cast in your lot. What is he implying here? Go all in on sin. Come join in completely. Hey, it's not this game of I'm somewhat a Christian or somewhat a sinner. I tell you the truth when I say you choose one side or the other whenever you act. Here, when he is talking about the sinners, a lot of times when we think about a saved person, we like to say all in for the Lord, surrender to the Lord. Do you not realize it is the same exact principles when we're talking about the life of a sinner? You go all in when you're a sinner. It's not you're half good or somewhat decent or deep down when you were younger, you had a great childhood and your mom thinks you were sweet. No, he says, when you cast your lot into our camp, we're in the same boat, buddy. And even though I'm going to be the one who might kill a man because you disrespected your parents and you chose the same route, although you didn't kill a man, we're in the same purse, buddy. And we're going to the same place because you cast your lot in the same destiny. Y'all following with me? Verse number 15. This is what's very cool here. Um, Zoe, you want to read? Oh, I, 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 sorry, Zoe, sorry. 
Here's the solution, okay? If you want to put something written on your Bible, 15, you can literally write the solution or the key to everything that was just said. Hey, verses 10 through 14, I kid you not, you will not be able to avoid this. No man has avoided verses 10 through 14. No man is strong enough to have never been tempted to sin. Everybody, verses 10 through 14, you have somewhat experienced it and you cannot escape it. So that's what makes 15 so great. It's the solution. What is it, Zoe? My son, do not go along with them. Do not set foot on their path. Whoa! What is the solution? Don't try it out and find, figure out you don't like it. Don't toil around with it. Don't become friends with them. Uh, let's. You want to go down? Let's do it. Let's do it. A good example. What's What's a sin? What's a sin that you guys know without a shadow of doubt that displeases God? God cannot bless it. What sin do y'all want to go with? Y'all can choose lying. whatever example. What is it? Lying. Lying. All right, good. Thank you, Rhett. Rhett. So you're lying. Let's just say, let's use an example. Ella, you want to be our good example here? Ella is the queen of all liars, all right? Ella, Ella you go to Central, right? Yeah. So Ella is known as the queen of all liars, all right? And you know what? Rhett sees Ella all the time. But you know what Rhett says? Rhett says, I really wonder if lying is that bad. Okay? So Rhett is curious. He's saying, I wonder, I really wonder if lying is that bad. Now if I, let's just say I was in the role of Rhett's, uh, let's just say, let's say I was your parent. Would I tell Rhett, yes, Rhett, try out lying. I want you to lie as much as Ella lies, and I want you to lie over and over again until you actually figure out for yourself you don't like it. No, what would a good father say? Hey, don't even get involved with it. And guess what? If you really cared about Ella, you're not going to show light on her by lying with her. You are going to have to live in truth to show that she is a liar. You following with me? We completely missed the principle of a testimony. Remember what we said? Your words are so futile when your actions do not align. Hey, Christian, first live in the light, and it won't matter what you're saying one month after you got saved or had an emotional experience. By month six, at least, no one will have an answer to how you're living anymore. But God only. You following with me? But you can't even go the course. You can't even be in that direction. You can't set your sails into sin and say, Lord, bless me. Here he says, do not even put your foot in their path. Verse number 16. So here we go. Why not? Why don't we even put your foot there? What's the purpose and reason? We're getting close. We have five minutes. Why not even put your foot in that direction? Verse number 16. Cole, take us away. Cole will be getting a new study Bible this week. Is that correct? Wednesday. Wednesday. All right. Verse number 16. Verse number 17 through 18. Uh, little Cole. How useless to spread a net in full view of all the birds. These men lie and wait for their own blood. They waylay uh, way on themselves. Those two verses could go. That was actually two. I, I told him to do two. Do y'all know what that verse says? It's actually really, really, really cool. What is he saying? The okay, hey. This is not, I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you. The, the Bible is so clear when it speaks of things. It says, listen, uh, let's just give you a good example. Well, y'all want to think of whatever bird. What bird do y'all want? A cardinal. A cardinal. Thank you. All right, so we have a cardinal. A cardinal comes, and you know what? Caden and Allie say, we want to trap this cardinal. So they develop this cool little trap, all right? 
and they got little twigs and you know they got little string and you know they're wanting to get the little the beacon here. Well, do you know what this is saying right here? What is that saying? Hey, even the bird knows when he's about to get into a trap. But the person who lives in sin doesn't even know what's coming. If this doesn't open up your eyes to the forgiveness you need to give to your friends who just don't meet what you would believe, the Christian life, it's right here. Hey, sinners know no better. A bird knows more about his destiny going into a trap than the sinner does for eternity in hell. Is that not really cool here? He says, even the birds know what's going to happen. They avoid it. They're smart enough to know it's not worth the little crumb on the trap. But give the opportunity to sin to man, and he'll choose it almost every time. Give him one night alone with his significant other. Give him his phone late at night. Give him the opportunity with no parental vision around. And he won't even know the lasting outcomes of it. He can't. But a bird will. Is this not crazy to you guys? But how do we treat it? Oh, that's cute. Or, oh, it was, you know, it's okay. Or it's just high school. You following with me? Here he says they don't even know that they're playing in their own blood. What does that tell you? What does that tell you when you think about your friends? You following with me? Verse number 19. Well, actually, it's kind of like the explanation to the, to the previous two verses. I'm sorry for ruining it to you. But Ava, verse number 19. Such are the paths of all who go after ill-gotten gain. It takes away the life of those who get it. What does that just say? It's a, I, I, this is so good. Those who chase after... Temporary items lose their own vessel. They lose their own selves. Those who chase after temporary items will lose eternity. Verse number 20. And this is, what, this is what's cool. Verse number 20, it's a transition. Here, I mean, those verses are very sad if you think about it. 15 is really the only solution. Verse number 20. Um, Rhett, you there? Two minutes, two minutes. Two minute drill. I'm gonna go fast. <laughs> Wisdom calls aloud in the street. She raises her voice in the public squares. What does that say? Hey, those who walk down this path, if only they would have listened, because wisdom was crying in the streets. Her voice was loud. Is that not interesting? Here it says crying. It didn't say wisdom whispered in your ear before you were tempted to sin. Hey, don't do it, Killian. No, it yelled out. It cried out. Hey, God loves you so much. You don't have to go that route. It cried out in the street. You can have the understanding of the consequences to come of that path. It was crying out to you. You stand with no excuse. Because she cried out in the streets for you. She cried out in the streets for you. Verse number 21. She crieth in the chief place of concourse, in the openings of the gate. In the city she uttereth her words. What is that just basically saying? Everywhere and anywhere you went. 
a continual reminder. It wasn't just one cry. Verse number 22, how long? What does it say? What did y'all say after that? Roast beef, rip. It says, how long will I pursue after you? How many times will I have to cry out? You what? Simple ones. Because even the birds know to, to fly away. How many times does it take for you to yell at a bird for it to fly away? How many times does it take your parents to say you probably shouldn't do that for you to stop doing it? Hey, maybe it just makes too much sense is why we reject it, right? So it says, how long, you simple ones, will ye love what? Your simple ways. You're not cool following after sin in God's eyes. Have you ever thought about that? The world says sinning is cool. The world says sin to fit in. God says, you simple one following your simple ways. And what does it say at the end? And the what? What does y'all's verse say? And the mockers, what does it say? Will delight in what? In mocking. And what are they mocking? So what are they mocking? They mock at wisdom in their actions. They mock at what the right thing to do is in their ways. And although they believe that they're chasing after the best fruits in life of sin, oh ye simple ones, even the birds fly away. So today, I hate to say it, but in reality, uh, I think birds have better decision makings than we do when it comes to sin and the traps of life. So the next time you see a